Hello and welcome. This is the Vet Student's Guide to Adulting podcast. I am Ethan Dahl and I will be your host teaching you how to adult your way through all of the big decisions that you will be facing as you approach graduation. Creating a budget, buying a house, cover letter, resume, interviewing tips, and of course we will cover the big one, how do I pay off my student loan debt? We will interview associates and practice owners from all over the U.S. as well as speak with experts from many different fields. We're going to cover in great detail all of the questions that you have as a student or a recent graduate and so much more to equip you with the tools that you need to make those big decisions and give you peace of mind. Let's get started. All right, so today I have a, um, I have a guest that I have been talking about for several weeks now, and uh, today is a topic that may not seem like something that you really want to, um, to know about or need to know about as a, a young veterinarian or about to graduate veterinarian, but disability insurance is absolutely critical that you understand uh, how it works and that you buy a policy that is specific for you. Um, it, it, for me, it's one of the most uh, complicated financial products that I represent, and for the last several years, I have partnered with an expert in the disability industry Tim Shea, and I have Tim on the phone. Tim, how are you? Doing well, Ethan. How are you doing? I'm doing all right. Listen, I have, uh, for, for the last several years, I have said to, uh, to these veterinary clients, you know, Tim has been in the disability insurance in- industry for 40 years, and every time you have to say, wait a minute, I'm not that old. How long have you been selling disability insurance? That's right, Ethan. I'm only 36 years. Okay, know, so. that's right. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, you know, it's only thirty six. Well, listen, yeah. uh, for you listeners, very few people are actually experts in their field. Tim Shea is a legitimate expert, and so um, Tim and I partner together. And and um, I, I have you you guys contact me as as a as a potential client, and we go through all the different uh, things that you need. And when it comes to disability, I get Tim to step in and help me explain the policy, put the policy together, build it to suit you. And so Tim and I are going to talk today, and I'm going to ask questions, Tim, as though I know nothing about disability insurance, and I'm going to defer to you. So tell me, Tim, in your 36 years of experience, why is disability insurance for a young professional, specifically a veterinarian, why is it so important that the policy is, is created and it's created with the right company and created properly? Well, I mean, first of all, the, the risk is great. Uh, you know, one in four 27-year-olds will be disabled for two years or longer before they reach 65. One in eight disabilities last over five years. You know, so... Uh, it's, you know, and when you think about it, you're protecting your most valuable asset. Mm. You know, if you're making a hundred thousand a year for 30 years, you know, without a raise, you know, that's, that's $3 million. So, you know, and you know, if you have a 3% raise over all those years, you're looking at 6 million and you've worked too doggone hard, uh, and studied too long, too long to have a, a total or a partial disability happen that limits your ability to achieve your earning potential. 
you know. So the risk is great. Ninety percent of disabilities are due to sickness. It happens, um, you know. And uh, and for really less than what you're paying to cover your home and your and your automobile, you know, you can buy a disability income policy uh, with a level premium. <laughs> you know, to age sixty-five or sixty-seven. So. Um, you know, it's, it's, yeah, everybody needs it, you know, uh, everybody needs an income, uh, you know, unless you're a, tr- uh, you know, a, a trust fund, uh, child, you know, and, um, but, uh, I don't know anybody that, um, that doesn't need an income. You know, what's funny, I, I was, I'm sitting here listening to you and, and probably, gosh, at least 10 years ago, I heard you speak somewhere. We talked in, at some event and, you know, I took away several things. The the you know, disability insurance is something that uh, most people think that they may not need or may not want to pay for it. And you, you know, you've got a little saying that you when you when you want it, it it's got to be good or something to that effect. What is that? Right. When you need it bad, you want it good. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's right. You know, it it's got. That's, that's true for a lot of things in life, but uh, you know, none more important than an income. You know, if you're sick or hurt and you can't work either full time or part time. You know, you need that income replaced, you know, and that's that's the purpose of income protection. Yeah, after eight years of higher education, you have to protect your ability to go to work, which is easily, as you said, it's your number one asset. So, you know, we're not going to talk specifically about matching companies, but you and I have landed, you know, me for 15 years or so and you for 36 years. We've kind of landed on the same carrier as being the best. And, you know, I guess that that's an arbitrary term that I'll use and say the best, but, but most people in the disability industry that I've ever talked to agrees that Guardian Berkshire out of New York is the gold standard. Would you agree with that? They really have been for about the last 20 years. Um, you know, um, there was a lot of change in the industry about 20 years ago, and Guardian at the time just rose to, to the top. And they've been on top ever since uh, in terms of the amount of uh, premium, the, the amount of uh, business that we write every year, really specifically in the, in the medical market, you know, veterinarians, doctors, dentists, uh, executives, uh, attorneys, CPAs. So, you know, um, we're really the number one carrier uh, in that marketplace. And what I really like about Guardian is that the disability income product portfolio that they have gives us the flexibility. It's called provider choice and it gives us the flexibility to kind of build Mm -hmm. anything that's out there, you know, you know, so, um, you know, one of the things that Ethan and I do, um, is help to tailor a plan. Uh, a lot of times we use an online meeting, you know, where you're looking at my desktop from your location and we're customizing the disability income plan based on what you want in the contract and also meeting your price point. So the flexibility that we have within our product portfolio is second to none, you know. And then we have a lot of base benefits that um, that no other carrier offers. So ex- we are strong. Exactly. <laughs> it is a strong policy, a, sc- a strong contract. Now, I may have, have gotten this from you years ago and liberated it from you. Uh, not stolen, yep. but liberated the story. But with Guardian specifically, um, several years ago, a young lady um, applied for, for Guardian Disability, had scoliosis, and had a neck and back exclusion rider put on. 
or an exclusion rather put on her policy that uh, any degenerative issues with her her neck and spine she was not going to be covered for. And a few years later, she had a wreck and severed her spine in the wreck. And initially, the claim was was um, turned away. They they would not cover it. And of course, the agent came back to the underwriting team and said, "Look, this is not accurate. She was not having degenerative issues. She had a wreck." And they adjusted it, corrected it immediately, and said, "Yes, you're right." And they covered it. And, you know, I don't like the scary stories and, ooh, this could happen to so scare you into doing a policy. But those are the type things that Guardian is able to do that I'm aware of um, and that they do that makes them so strong. That's, that's correct. I mean, you know, so that, that would have had a, an exclusion uh, for that particular degenerative uh, disease, I guess. But, um, but the fact that she was disabled in a car accident you know, and fractured her spine, that's, uh, the disability didn't occur from the, de- the degenerative spine. It occurred because of a, uh, an outside accident, and, and the benefit would have been payable. Exactly. So what's the first thing? Well, let me back up a little bit. Are there other companies out there, you know, that, that, that you see um, – that are, are in the, the medical industry that are that have policies? Are there other companies out there that, that you see? Yeah. You know, um, the carriers that write a lot, um, you know, would be maybe a standard life insurance company, um, Emeritus, uh, Principal. Mm-hmm. Um, Principal's real heavy in the, um, in the market. And... Um, you know what I what I don't like about some of these carriers is that they, they don't have um, the same type of contract that Guardian has. Um, and, and one one feature that in particular, there's a feature that's been around the industry for 60 years. It's called the future increase option. And what this option does, it stays on your policy all the way to age 55, but it gives you the ability to buy more coverage in the future with no medical questions. Mm-hmm. And that's important yes. because 10% of fully underwritten disability income apps have declined and 20% either come back with an exclusion for a pre-existing condition or a rating due to, you know, height and weight kind of issues. Um, so, you know, so the, the value of that rider is that every year on your policy anniversary date, you know, you uh, have the ability to buy more coverage with at your current age, at your attained age, with no medical questions. So years ago, um, you know, principal decided that they wanted to compete based on cost, you know, right. not, not, not benefits. And they came out with something that's known in the industry as a uh, benefit purchase option. And, and it's free. So it causes their plan to be less expensive than the Guardian plan, as an example. Um, you know, because it's free. Well, what do we know about things that are free? <laughs> you know, there's typically something missing, right? Here's what's missing on the benefit purchase rider. You only have an option every three years. You have to apply for 70% of what you're eligible for and accept that. And then uh, every three years you have an option and you have to apply. Whether you're interested in buying more coverage or not, you have to apply for the benefit purchase option, and you have to purchase 50% of, of what the underwriters offer you. 
So what I've noticed about most folks is that they don't like the words have to, you know? <laughs> right. Yeah, the FIOs are optional. Every year you get an option to purchase additional coverage. Um, now, you know, that said, you know, we got tired of principal kind of lowballing us, so we came out with the same exact rider if, if somebody wants it, you know. Right. And understand, you know, it's, it's not bad if you understand how it works. But I can't tell you how many calls I've gotten from uh, insurers that bought the benefit purchase rider from principal or from us. And, uh, and they were disappointed to find out that, you know, they didn't take, they didn't send in the application in the third year and the rider fell off their policy. And now they have a pre-existing condition that through full underwriting, they're going to have an exclusion. But yep. they could get the claim, yep. you know, for additional coverage. So, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm fond of... Thing. They're yeah, I'm fond of saying that that your health is never going to be better than it is today, and if you can lock them in and obligate them by contract now, you know it yes. doesn't matter that your health has changed. Right. When you need it bad, you want it good. <laughs> Amen. Yeah. So okay. So another writer that I that I hear a lot about is own occupation or true own oc. What what is right. Guardians Berkshire and what are other companies? Well. Um, Guardian's base policy is true or not. Okay. So if, if you choose while on total disability to, uh, to work in another occupation while due to a sickness or injury, you're unable to do the main duties of a, of a veterinarian, you would receive the full benefit in addition to any income you receive from a new occupation. Okay. So if you've got, you know, 8,000 a month, and you can't do the main duties of a veterinarian, um, you would be paid 8000 a month even if you chose to go back to school and, and, and get an accounting degree or, you know, or just start a business out of your house. You, know, you would be paid the full benefit in addition to any income that you would receive from any other occupation as long as you can't do the main duties of a veterinarian. Where most of the carrier's base policy is modified on OCC, which covers you in your ability to do the main duties of a veterinarian. Um, but if you ever choose to work doing anything, then you end up getting, you know, uh, income replacement or a, or a partial disability benefit based on income loss, you know? So the preferred definition that most veterinarian, that all really veterinarians and um, uh, doctors and dentists, um, you know, they, they typically purchase the uh, the true ONOC, you know. Yep, yep. Yeah, professional, uh, I think, has to have it. Yep. Um, and we do have, you know, a modified ONOC, but, you know, it's less cost. But yeah. um, but really, um, you want the teeth to be in the definition of total disability. Now, another rider is COLA, which is not a drink. That's cost of living adjustment. Um, we won't go into detail on COLA today, but... You've, you've got a – Guardian has a student loan rider. Tell me how that works. Yeah, so, you know, Guardian innovated the student loan rider uh, 15 years ago. And really, just in the past couple of years, uh, some of our competitors uh, just came out with it, like Mass Mutual and Northwestern Mutual and, you know, a few other carriers. Um, and, you know, the original model – was a reimbursement model. So if you had 2000 a month in, um, in student loan protection, 
then uh, you would have to send in 2000 a month of receipts at claim time, disability claim time, in order to collect the full 2000 a month. Well, about six months ago, Guardian basically, uh, and we still have that one, that's a dollar or two less a month in premium, uh, but we have a new uh, benefit that we're using to cover student loan. It's called a supplemental benefit. Mm-hmm. And what this is, this is simply just a, up to another 2000 a month to do whatever you want with. So we're not, we're not requiring you to send in receipts. It works just like the base policy. Yeah. If you're totally disabled, you know, and you bought 2000 a month of the supplemental indemnity benefit, you're going to be paid another 2000 a month to do whatever you want with. So if you want to double up on student loan or, or you know, uh, or, you know, if you have other expenses that you would prefer to use it for, you'd be able to do that. It's your money to do it, you know, whatever you want. I can tell uh, everyone listening about student loans, which I covered in a previous podcast, but uh, the only way out of paying your student loans is to pass away prematurely, which I am, am obviously not a fan of. That is not... Um, a yeah. way out. It's not a not a, a way you'd want to go out. And then uh, the other option is is to be so critically disabled that you can't work. But if you can work, they will garnish your wage. You you don't get out of it. So this is a rider that I believe for vet students that have you know one hundred and fifty thousand dollars of student loan debt and up. It's a it's a very important student loan rider. Yeah, you know I did want to mention one thing on our cost of living rider. Yes. You know, not all claims, you know, last 30 years, you know. And one of the cool things about our cost of living rider, regardless of which one you choose, and we have a 3% compounded, a 6% compounded, but regardless of which one you use, um, when you go off claim, and let's say you your your original policy was 3000 a month and you went on claim for 15 years and now you, your, your, your benefit has grown from from 5000 a month to 8000 a month. When you go off claim, we actually add the extra 3000 to your policy at a no at no additional cost. Right. That's a unique That's awesome. in the industry. <laughs> yeah. Now, if we get into the 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 guts of a disability policy, one of the things that is when I was young in the business that struck me who gets to decide in a disability policy? Who gets to decide if the, the client, the policyholder, is actually disabled? Is it the client? And yeah, well, it's, the client's, it's the client's physician, yes. actually. And that physician has to be, um, you know, specialized in the thing that, that disabled you, you know. So, and it can't be a relative. Yeah. So, but, you know, but they are um, relying on your physician's um, ability to state whether you're totally disabled or partially disabled, you know. Now, do, speaking of that, partial, does does disability cover maternity leave? I get asked this several times a year. Yeah. Yeah, with Guardian, every carrier is different on it. Uh, some companies will state that, um, that they only cover complications due to pregnancy. You know, we cover preg- pregnancy as any other illness. However, you know, with a 90-day elimination period, um, you're not likely to, to collect benefits on a normal pregnancy. Um, you know, I guess if, you know, it, 
Exactly. And then that brings me to the question that I had next, which was, what is an elimination or also called a waiting period? What is an elimination period and um, what are the options and how does a person decide that? Yeah, so the elimination period is the period of time where you're self-insuring. It's like a deductible. Uh, the larger the deductible, the lower the premium. Well, the longer the elimination period, the lower the premium. The shorter the elimination period, the higher the premium. Yep. Uh, so there's 30 days available, 60-day elimination, 90 days, 180 days, or even a year. Um, but, you know, most, most you know, um, medical professionals will go with a 90-day elimination period, yep. typically. Yep. Although, N- yeah. Now, are there such things as unisex policies where everybody gets the same rate? Does that still exist? It doesn't. It, it, it no longer exists in the, um, you know, the, the student resident fellow world. You know, so in other words, in the, in the vet schools and things like that, it no longer exists. However, it is still available in the work site. So if we have. Um, you know, three veterinarians, let's say you have two female veterinarians and one male veterinarian or maybe uh, one of their assistants. So if we write at least three in one place of business, um, and we can we can use unisex rates, and then and that saves women about 25% right off yes. the top, by the way. Let me, let me ask you this, Tim. Do they have to work at the same place? Yes. Yeah, they have to have a common employer. Yeah, I was treating right. treating this phone call as education for myself because I did not know the answer to that. Um, yeah, <laughs> that's a good question. Yeah. So <laughs> I, I've got mixed animal vets. I've got a handful of veterinarians that are large animal only and then mostly yeah. small animals. So are policies more expensive, male or female, doesn't matter. Are they more expensive if they work with large animal? Yes, and that would be true for all DI carriers. Yeah. yeah. And there's only five or ten that, that you would even think about. But, um, but yes, all DI carriers are going to charge more for a large animal vet versus a small animal vet. And, and I would say it's probably like 30% more, you know, yep. for a large animal vet. And, um, you know, that's you know due to the possibility that maybe they get, you know, kicked by a cow or a horse mm-hmm. or, you know. And then are, are, are males less expensive or more expensive with disability insurance? Because in life insurance, males are yeah. significantly, sometimes, more expensive than, than the ladies. Right. So in the, in the health field, in disability insurance as a health field product, um, women pay more for disability insurance than men do. Yeah. And it, it simply boils down to um, claims experience, um, and a lot of it, is you know the pregnancy issues where we're paying claims on pregnancy and other things um, you know that um, that uh, ladies uh, may be disabled by that men are not right 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 so in the past um, I have talked to veterinary students that if they're not comfortable with the agent that that is trying to talk them into signing a policy right then and scaring them into signing a policy or they're going to lose an offer. Um, A, they don't need to hit the panic button when someone's standing in front of them saying, sign it, sign it, sign it. Secondly, if they're not comfortable, I I tell them to ask for a contract specimen. Tell me about that. 
Yeah, I mean, you know, there's a lot of stuff that's kind of left out of a proposal. Uh, simply, you know, to kind of make it easier for the agent to explain and the consumer to understand. But if you wanna, if you really wanna see, um, you know, the facts of the contract, <laughs> get a specimen contract, you know, because that's going to tell it all. And um, you know, that's uh, that's something I would recommend. In my description, whenever I'm talking to uh, student groups, is you know, it's it's a basic contract where out to the side of each paragraph has a tiny box with three or four or five sentences that in in regular normal person language tells you what's being said inside of that, uh, in that paragraph. And it, and it breaks it down to where you can, you can understand, um, you can understand it well enough to make an educated decision instead of just taking the word for the person that's trying to sell it to you. Because again, as we started, uh, disability insurance has to be right. You have to, to buy the policy that's specific for you. Um, you and I do not believe that one size fits all. There's not one application, here you go, and here's your disability policy. We build those policies specific for that client and what their job is, what their pay is, what their needs are, and then really what they want. So so help me, uh, our process, you and I, is when they contact me, um, I, I get some basic information from them, and I do an e-introduction, an email with them and you, and you contact them and tell me what happens next. Well, I, I invite um, that individual to a, an online join me meeting, and I will have pre-populated my illustration system so that um, the proposed insured and I are both looking at the same screen, maybe in two different states. <laughs> yeah. And, um, and I'll have a good, better, best scenario already in the illustration system. And typically, I just talk through the good, better, best, and with feedback from your client, Ethan, um, I modify anything they want me to modify, uh, make any changes that they want me to change, and uh, and basically create a plan design that um, that works best for that individual. You know, of all the cases you and I have done together, no two were the same. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, everybody's got different. Um, tolerance for risk and, you know, wants different things in the contract. Maybe there's two income families and one income families and, you know, one might need as much as the other. Um, so, you know, my job is to just explain everything and make sure you make an informed decision. And when I get through the good, better, best, I'll ask you to, to delete one of the columns, you know, and then we'll focus on the two remaining and then we can, you know, focus on the one that, that most interests your client. So, um, it's just the most effective way. I've been doing this for 36 years. And to be able to, to, in real time, show people the effect of the cost of a plan when you remove certain features or reduce certain features, you know. So it's, you know, a lot of times, you you know, an agent will come out and just show you one plan and yeah. that's it, you know. Well, you know, <laughs> something that's been, you know, fun for me is I'm doing uh, work in the veterinary industry all over the country the last several years. And what's been fun for me is on things like these illustrations that you do, Tim, I almost would rather them be in their living room, office, bedroom, wherever, kitchen table on their computer looking at my computer in real time because if I'm there, there there's added distractions and I don't have everything I need, whereas you can be fully prepared to talk to that client about everything to do 
with their world specifically on your computer. It's just the the yeah. the join me or go to meetings. They're just terrific to be able to to educate them well enough that they make their own decision based on yep. what they want instead of you just selling something to them. Right. And then think of all the paper it saves. You know? <laughs> That's right. That's exactly right. So, uh, once a client once a client decides on a plan design, we can go right into the e application, which I'll you know typically have pre populated already most of it. Yep. Uh, and then it's a matter of you know ordering medical records, and we can do that with the with the electronic process, and we can do e delivery, deliver the policy electronically. So it's you know, the technology that's available today is just second to none. It's remarkable. So obviously a young associate, even even someone that's established, um, cannot just buy tens of thousands of dollars worth of disability insurance. It's based on their yeah. income. Right. And then, Although, I'm sorry, go ahead. If they're a, a first-year veterinarian, though, we do have special limits for first-year veterinarians where they can buy 3000 a month with no financial documentation, and have six thousand a month of that future increase option, so that locks in their ability to purchase, you know, nine thousand a month. Well, typically you have to make one hundred ninety-six thousand yeah. dollars in order to buy nine thousand a month. It's it's know? it's just a terrific, terrific right out of school offer. Um, right. Yeah. And, and so in their final year, in their final year as a veterinarian, they can get two thousand a month with 4,000 a future increase, you know? Yeah. yeah. It, it, it's, it's a terrific offer and it kind of brings me to, to one of my last questions is I know, you know, I, I've kind of conducted this as though I know nothing about what's going on because you, you know, all joking aside, you are an expert in this. When should a, a student about to graduate contact me to get the paperwork and underwriting and explanation started. If they graduate in mid-late May, when do you think they should get started? Yeah, um, I would say, you know, that um, if they're going to graduate in, in May, you know, you don't have to apply with with money on the contract. So, you know, if, if, you, if you have a job lined up in April, you might want to apply in in. In, in March or April or May, you know, uh, and, and get the thing through underwriting. And um, and then you'll have, you can make it effective uh, on your date of employment. Or if you have the money to pay for the policy, you know, just you can do it any time during your final year. You can apply. Yeah. And, um, you know, if you're comfortable with the premium. And what I recommend a lot of times for young professionals is that we have the ability to do either a level premium or a graded premium. Mm-hmm. Well, the graded graded premium is about half of the level premium, and you can convert the graded premium to a level premium on any policy anniversary date. Yep. So, you know, we'll start you out maybe on a on a graded premium, and then maybe two or three or four or five years down the road, we convert it to a level premium with no medical questions. <laughs> you know what's what's interesting? We've talked about a lot to do with disability, and I'm back where I started. Disability insurance is a complicated financial product to buy much less to be able to sell and represent uh, clearly and to have access to you, Tim, and for you being able to help me. I am, I am so grateful for what you do for me. And what I'm, what I'm going to do for these guys is just, you know, contact me and get the ball rolling of, um, you know, what do I need, what information, and how do I get, you know, started? How can I get the, the appointment set up with Tim? 
Um, Tim, is there anything I'm leaving out? No, I mean, um, you know, uh, Guardian is in addition to having great products, we're we have a 99 Comdex score, so yeah. you know, we're highly rated in the industry. You know, second to nobody really, and um, you know, so that uh, you know, it's more important at claim time. You know, only one tenth of one percent of Guardian DI claimants. Or, or disappointed at claim time. Wow, yeah. Yeah, it's it's the gold standard. It's the gold standard and it's it's um it's the policy that professionals need. So Tim, yeah. with that, let's wrap up for today and what we may end up doing is coming back and doing this again in the future yeah. and really hone down on just a policy. Let's talk about a specific yeah. policy, but man, I really appreciate you um, giving sure. me some of your time today. Yeah, just one other thing you know, today we talked about individual disability income yes. for business owners. There's also business overhead expense disability protection. There's business loan disability protection. There's disability insurance to fund a buy-sell agreement if you have a partner. Um, there's key man or key person disability insurance. Um, if, you know, if a, an employer's key person were to become disabled, uh, gives them the the disability benefit to replace the lost revenue. So maybe we could talk about some of those things. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much, Tim. And I look forward to personally talking to you again soon. And okay, uh, we'll, we'll wrap up for the day. Thank you, Ethan. Well, that'll do it for disability insurance. And, you know, if you have questions, email me directly, Ethan at ethandahl.com. And you can find my book, uh, The Financial Guide for Veterinarians, at uh, ethandahl.com forward slash vetbook. It's also available on Amazon and on uh, iTunes in uh, book format. iBooks, rather, in book format. And uh, this podcast is available on just about every platform, uh, major platform to listen to. And share this uh, podcast around, please. Um, Uh, We're starting to get some traction and getting some emails from around the country of specific questions. And so if I can help you, send me an email and let me know what I can do that can help and get you pointed in the right direction. And again, on disability insurance, uh, Tim and I can can help you make sure that you have the policy that you want, that you need, and can afford. And with that, I will talk with you again on the next podcast. (music) 